Welcome to the Next Door Neighbors podcast, a podcast where we talk about all things neighborly. Here are your hosts, Alex and Irina Mazukin. How are you adapting to your few days of no treadmill? <laughs> it kind of sucks. Yeah? I like having the regimen of like weights, cardio weights, cardio. On yeah. Off. Yeah. What I, about you? Uh, well, I mean, at first I thought I'd be bothered by it because I do the same exact thing, but... I think I am bothered by it more now, but I'm, it's one of those bother where I'm like grown to like it, where I have to use this, like, as you call it, hit workouts, but with like with kettlebells and stuff. So a lot of burpees and a lot of mm-hmm. EMOM workouts and. Which is probably better <clears throat> for you anyway, because you're moving your whole body. I'm not cardio. I'm nonstop like, sore. Yeah. Nonstop. Same. I <laughs> just like don't ever not feel sore. Versus when those like cardio day. <clears throat> I got to get it's my It's almost like back. a break. Yeah. Even though cardio is still hard, right. it almost feels like a break from yeah. weights. I'm, I'm kind of curious to see if I'll continue doing that even when the treadmill's fixed. It's, here's the background story in the treadmill. We have this Nordic Track treadmill that we bought two years ago. And it's been great. There's no issues with it. Sometimes it does a funky thing where it like stops your workout randomly or it won't like uh, connect to the internet maybe. I don't know. Did you have those kind of problems? Yeah. It was like... I feel like it was like the internet connection. I know and it then is. It the screen, the screen would turn off. Yeah. Not would turn off, but like I would press start and it wouldn't start. You know what I mean? I'd press manual. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> like there's certain buttons that almost like the t- the touch doesn't work. Doesn't work. It's annoying. So I was like, whatever. I don't need all the fancy programs in there. And then literally, I'm running on it, and it, I was like, you know what? Let's up the ante on this. Let's. Uh, so it's your fault because l- l- you just had to. Well, I go hard. First of all, you had to take it one step further. So here I am incrementally increasing my resistance. I'm like getting the incline higher and higher. And so I'm like, cool. I've been comfortable at six. Mm-hmm. Let's push this puppy to eight. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, I was like, let's go seven. I hit it a seven and I was like, mm, it actually feels a little bit easier. I'm like, that's weird. And then I go eight and I was like, no, not harder. And then I realized I was like, I don't think this thing is going up. I think like it's the, there's it was a, just stuck. So. At that point, I'm on eight, and it's making noise. Like, as you're stomping your feet running, it like the suspension is, you know, jumping up and down, as it should. <clears throat> and uh, and then finally, I all of a sudden, the track pivots off to the side, to the right. Like, not the, the, the track belt, but the entire base unit that you're running on goes off to the right. Did you fall? I didn't fall. I caught myself. Like as soon as I did it, like it did it a little bit. And then I, like, I was enough for me to, I have cat-like reflexes. I, mm. I don't know if you knew that about me. So you knew you were, it was instant. So then I hopped off of it. I lifted the bottom up like as you were to like, uh, like close, like if you're in a, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? If you're Fold? In, yeah, fold. I, I folded it so you could like stow it away kind of thing, put a bench underneath. And all of a sudden, I see that the bolt that it's holding on to, like, ripped off. So it's holding on one bolt. That's so weird. <laughs> so. You're just going so hard. I was going so hard. I, it's not unexpected of me. That's just what I do. That's, so that's, that's a new thing. The treadmill could not take you. So now I'm doing these hit workouts with kettlebells, and they suck. They suck so much because I'll do, I don't like doing legs. I have to do legs. I do legs. I don't, reason I don't like them because it freaking takes a lot out of Everything. you. Everything. And especially after that, I'd have to go build and work. And uh, so it's another more physical activity. But now with these hit workouts, you're doing burpees, you're doing kettlebell swings, you're doing all this funky stuff. And 
it like you hate it all because you're like panting the whole time mm-hmm. versus you just doing upper body lower body and all that stuff yeah because you're using your whole body so you're using like a lot more energy or it feels that way and it's a lot harder that's what it feels like for me too because i'm like i just did weights mm-hmm. and now i have to do them again yeah it just yeah. feels like a lot versus i got used to yeah like the on off regimen yeah. so i might but get used to it's it. fine I think I think if I stick to it long enough, I think I'll You'll grow like to it, enjoy probably. it. Well, I already like the fact that I'm constantly sore, and that's a good feeling, you know. I, yeah, it's good for your muscles. It's, you know, it tightens everything up. Yep, but we'll see. Somebody's supposed to come out and look at it. Which is interesting because usually they like I've heard of another influencer online. They ba- had a bad experience with uh, Nordic as well. It's like a bike. Apparently, it didn't work, and they're sending him a brand new one. So I was like, why are they fixing ours? But he called them out on like Instagram. Oh, maybe you should have done that. No, I don't like that. <laughs> I think it's a, I think it's a it's very, kind of a low blow. It's a, such a low blow. Here's what I don't like. I, in fact, this is where it kind of like solidified my thinking. Because anything could really break. Like the best technology breaks, you know? So it's kind of like right. whatever. But also it's like, it's an abuse of, I don't want to say power because I, I don't have power, but I have like a platform with a yeah, voice. Yeah, it's a, maybe abuse of your platform. I and, don't know. And I remember we had uh, Robert O'Burst. He's the strong man. Um, and he's got a show on History Channel, and he was on the podcast, and we were talking about on the episode, by the way, go check it out, it's a great episode, uh, how he said he, he really was eloquent with it. He goes, like, we have a voice that could, like, that has power to hurt people mm-hmm. or businesses, and he's like, we should not use it for that. And I was like, 100%. That's yeah. such a dick move for you to be like, I got a platform, hey, Nordic, Tag them, tag them. Nordic, you My guys. My treadmill yeah, broke, yeah. Um, and this particular influencer that I'm thinking about, he's, his big complaint about it, not only to break, but I guess the big fume behind it was the customer service to get onto the phone with customer service. He was like, it took multiple hours. He like took him an hour to get the first time. They put him on hold for another hour to get to, then he called back again and mm. there was another. So he was fuming from that. <clears throat> and More then, than anything else. Right. So he's sharing it. And I was like, oh, yeah, my Nordic had issues, too. And he's like, oh, good luck with that. And <laughs> I was like, OK, cool. And then I remember I asked you to, like, handle that, to, like, call in. And, and you look like you handled it pretty quickly. Like It wasn't. I mean, it was not that quick. But I just chatted online. Oh, you did the computer chat. Which is actually kind of faster, I feel like. Oh. I did the chat. Yeah. yeah. Um, the only thing I was kind of, it was hard for me to figure out, like, what, needed to be done in terms of like the next step and when i was chatting with the person they were like well it seems like it's this part i'm like well i don't want to like guess it's this part and then have it be sent mm-hmm. and not be the right part i don't know what part it is my husband just said like this kind of area like what can we do can we have somebody come look at it so first they wanted to like send us just like this part mm-hmm. she thought it was you know right the manual and I was like, I don't know. It could be like multiple parts. Right. I, and I so, saw where the bolt broke yeah. off. But it's in a position that I can't get yeah. to it. And you probably shouldn't even try. I don't have to spend the entire day taking <laughs> The only thing that sucks is our warranty expired a year, uh, last year. Okay. So you have to pay to have somebody come look at it. But That's it. I'm tagging them online. <laughs> tagging me. Yeah. No, it's, I think it's, no influencer should ever use that flex and be like, hey, you know, let me badmouth this company because of an, a one-off that you got, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's, it's one thing if it's a mass thing, they're all treadmills are breaking. Or there's like, yeah, there's like <clears throat> a recall or whatever. And then at that point, you're just kind of like, hey, I'm bringing this up to your guys's, you know, awareness. Also, I think just um, 
when it's a machine that gets used every single day, there's wear and tear. So I think oh, for us, it almost seems like that was what happened. Two years. I, I mean, I would argue the fact that it it's, shouldn't, it's not a normal wear and tear. Yes, it gets a beating, but it's one of those things that we had. Our first treadmill was a used one off of Facebook, and it was probably like 10 years old. And something like that never happened on. We got this thing. The the most the belt the the belt, the belt gets worn would out. Get stuck. Well, it gets worn out. You have to like after X yeah, amount yeah, of yeah. miles, if you will, it has to get replaced like anything else. That's normal wear and tear. But to have a freaking thing break <laughs> off, that's a that's a whole different. Do you think game. it was a user error from the person who assembled it? Uh, no, because when you assemble it, you don't get to go to that section to assemble it. Oh. You assemble. Like, I was trying to call you out. You're trying to call me out. <laughs> Because you, you are the person now, that assembled it. Now you, now you got me thinking. I should have welded it on if that was the case. Yeah. <laughs> Just, it's yeah. not going anywhere. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I don't think so. I don't think that's, that was like an area, because I couldn't get to it. There's, I didn't have to take that cover off. Hmm. Yeah. But that was, I, I just thought that was a pretty, oh, because then I know, because I reached out, uh, uh, the guy finally, you know, he's doing Instagram stories. And I was like, oh, yeah, um, I just got, I was like, I uh, just got my, actually, I think he followed up. He's like, hey, how, what's the situation with yours? I was like, Oh yeah, they're uh, they're they're gonna come and. I'm repair. being a normal person and You're having right. a tech comment. I'm, I'm, I'm being an asshole. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, uh, "Boy, I bet that was a long wait." I go, "No, I had my wife do it. It's pretty pretty quickly." You know? <laughs> like I didn't have to do it, so ha. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I think it's smarter than you. You went through the chat because chat you can do everything. You, you do I was still chat, yeah. Well, it was nice because I was still able to do other things on the computer while I was waiting versus on hold. It's kind of like you have to be stuck to your phone. Yeah, chat chat's great. I've handled a lot of stuff through like Facebook, um, all our other stuff. Seems and, like it's. Uh, almost quicker yeah a lot of times well so. yeah because you get to somebody you know somebody yeah. so what's new with you what's so up? um i noticed that you're still you got paint all over your hands primer 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 sticky man um so we you've been working on harper's big girl bed for the last what do you think it was it's been a week how many how no because he More. has in folders how many days Nine, Nine days. days. Wow. Nine days. Nine days of footage. It's <clears throat> a lot of footage. <laughs> it's a, it, what's our highest we've done? I don't know. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> it it makes him like break out in hives. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, yeah, I I don't think nine days is not bad. Would you say nine days is bad? No. We probably got one more day. We have day 10. I think that last one we got up to like... 20 some odd days remember oh um, the pantry yeah 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 27 oh because you had to take a break in between no but we were counting days of, of footage, footage. Wow. so he takes footage for day one puts them in a folder day one. Days. i did think i did realize I, I did look back and i was like was this lot. thing took me a while to do but i did think it was, was because i took like 10 days off but or two weeks off but. still that's a lot of um so nine days in oh. and you got like a couple maybe a couple of days left finishing touches I got after we, painting. So, so right. So t right now, about two hours ago, I started priming, masking and priming. Um, I just put the first coat of base coat on and then I got another coat of base coat on that I'll do right after this podcast. And then uh, tomorrow um, I will shoot trim. And then Monday I will we we're going to do the backboard upholstery on it. Mm -hmm. um, and I finished. It actually worked out. I did this starry night looking thing that glows up in the dark um with these led did lights. you try it 
I haven't tried it. I carved everything out and I made, made sure they're all nice and clean. I just primed it, so I'm gonna paint it. The LEDs came in, so it'll be housed in this little cover. Mm -hmm. And I think it'll look really cool. I don't think it's, it's gonna, gonna have any any yeah, issues it. on it. On it. Um, I was going to say that I definitely didn't make it easy on you and pick just one color for her bed. You did not do that. No, you did not. So there's I, that. Let, let the people know. If anybody's wondering. You came at me with three different colors. I and was I was like, like are, you, are we picking one? She's yeah. like, I want both, all of them. <laughs> well, my problem was I looked every color that I got a sample of. And I was mm -hmm. like, well, great. Right. I thought there would be like a clear winner. Like, yeah. No, I like all of them. And then I tried to match the color to her closet doors because obviously it has to complement each other. It can't be, you know, one more like purpley shade, one more pink. And then I realized, well, it doesn't really matter because I can always repaint her closet doors. I'd Remember rather you said, I, I can, oh, yes, not me, you. Which I painted her closet doors myself I already. Know. You did, so yep. We just have to have some leftover paint. But I'd rather have the bed the color I like and then, you know, figure out the closet doors because it's just a little accent. Correct. Um, but you do want the cabinet, the closet doors matching the, the, the base or the trim? Trim. The trim. Okay. We won't have enough paint for the trim because mm. I bought a small amount. Well, oh. we might. No, we might because you're using such a small amount. I think we will. Yeah. Uh, we'll be that, and that was my whole thing. It was like, since I already colored, I can either go back to white for the closet doors, like the color of the actual trim in the room or the color of the walls or just do the color of the trim. Well, I guess we'll have to see because if it feels like it's too much mm -hmm. or maybe you can build new doors. <laughs> I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. Glass doors? No, no. I will Wood? I will shut my YouTube channel down <clears throat> very quickly. Just real quick. Nope. I'm going to have like day 11 of footage. Kyle, tell her no. We're not doing this. We're not uh, playing this game. JK, JK. JK, JK. I'll paint them. But so painting and I, that was the problem is I liked all the paint colors. And then I, some of my inspiration photos were, there was a, a bunk bed that had like a few colors and I really liked the way there was like a main body color and then the trim was like lighter or darker and I thought that was really cool. So mm -hmm. like, why don't we do something like that where it has like contrast and it kind of pops. Wait, so it just the trim has contrast or is it? No, between the, the bed and. Wait, I'm confused. Yeah. Well, between the base color and the trim color, uh -huh. which contrast. Oh, I thought yeah. you said like the bunk itself had completely different colors. No. It. Oh, okay. No, just, just like the base the, and then like a little. I will completely agree because, I mean, if you think about it, like when you paint walls in a house, typically there's a contrast between baseboards, trim, Even if and, it's slight. and the wall. Yeah. Even if it's slight. You're not, you know, I think it's kind of silly how we have it because it's, <laughs> you can't tell unless, and the only reason you can tell is because it's. Because what is it, like Chantilly lace and then something else? The trim is slightly lighter than the wall color. Right, but it's such a small amount that you don't notice it. And the only reason you notice it is because trim is flat and wall is textured. So... I could have painted over and you would not... <laughs> well, actually, a lot of people do that. They do the same color on their doors and walls. Why couldn't you make my life easier if you did that as well? That would have been cool. Because it had to be just a shade I swear, lighter. if we do that again... I <laughs> can't make your life too easy, I babe. Could, I could... Oh, you want me to die early? <laughs> I no. You just have to. I you know keep what I challenging done? yourself. I, what I show. Thank you for challenging me. I really. Appreciate <laughs> I'm challenging you to be a better person for you to stay up to you know par. 
I I would find it absolutely hilarious if I said, screw it, I'm not painting Chantilly lace that's off just by a hair of the base color and then painted it. And you'd be like, I love the fact that they're different. <laughs> <laughs> they're just slightly. Yeah. It's enough to give a little bit of like um, a difference. I don't, I don't like this enough, this enough the talk. slight. Yeah, the slight enough talk. Because yeah. I'd rather be like, oh, yeah. That you want a contrast. You want it to be black and white. No, no, no. I don't want to be black and white. But I want that to, that my efforts are going to be like worthwhile. Not be like, I can't tell the difference. You <laughs> but know? your effort is the actual painting process of like, wow, that looks really good. Look at that paint that's job. My, those, that's my, those even strokes. You, you think that's me saying, talking, yeah. that, have that People, conversation? Huh? People... Yeah. No, the conversation I've had is with a guy that works at a liquor store. He's like, wow, back again? I was like, yeah, I'm doing baseboards. <laughs> my wife chose three colors for the my bed. My wife is challenging me to be a better person. <laughs> my wife is challenging me. Let me show you some oh, pictures. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this is. Well, it's looking really good. You got your the first base colored, the first coat of the body of the bed on, and it looks really good. I like it. Cool. And I, I listen. When we've had these run-ins with you, this is some insider baseball for you folks. This is how our conversation about these projects go. I've had, and I'm trying to recall which which time as well. Well, it's actually happened a few times on like cabinets and barn doors where not the. I won't pin the barn door too much on you, but the like cabinets and stuff. Well, you'll be like, yes, do this, and I do it, and you go, mm, it came out. It didn't come out the way I wanted to come out. I feel like that used to happen more. Um, previously like it doesn't happen I feel like as much don't you feel I like, agree I I, I I agree I'm not gonna say it happens now all the time <laughs> it, you've definitely but I also take precautions about it like today I told you because you, you gave me a walk through uh, earlier this week about I was like hey what's your colors like what is going where mm-hmm. and I had a complete mental breakdown because Harper is like whining in the middle of us as we're having a conversation in the in the in the room and you can't track you go, like what i'm and you're telling like, you and but on top of it you're you're being so confusing about what colors go where and it was such a like a hodgepodge in my brain it was, you were like okay so this is the base i was like cool easy enough in my mind i'm thinking i'm gonna just overspray it all and then after it dries i'll mask off the trims right mm-hmm. and then you go and then for the trim when i hear trim I go, okay, anything that is a trim board gets painted mm. X. You go for the trim, I want that. I go, so here too? She goes, no, not that. So you want it like just this arch, but the arch also goes down. I go, okay. I go, what about the 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 base trim on the left-hand side that creates a divider? No, I don't want that. Okay, so that's the base color. And then I want the steps to be like the trim, okay. So you want the steps. So what about the drawers? The drawers are going to be like the trim. And I so in, and then Harper's crying. And then I, in my mind, I go, my oh, and then you go, and then there's a different color I want for the railing. <laughs> and my brain can't wrap up. I was literally going to be like, take tape and put it, like mask it all off. And then be like, you paint this. <laughs> you paint this right now. I was so frustrated with you and the situation because, again, Harper is whining. I'm frustrated because i just found out that there's three colors that we're doing and at that point like my head starts spinning i go i i gotta close my eyes for a second this is (laughs) it was and then today so this is where i was leading to and then today i was like hey i want to make sure that 
after I'm done with all of this, and this is a lot of work, I want to make sure that it comes out exactly the way you want it to. So what I would recommend is you take a picture with your phone, mm-hmm. go into Photoshop, and apply the colors where you want them. They don't have to be the exact colors, but the, the, but to see that trim goes off enough to, to the dividers. Because right before it, because we have shiplap on it and then vertical uh, um, railing, and then the, 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 the backboard's going to be vertical. You're like, keep in mind, the... Shiplap's already on. The railing is already built in is on. Well, in it, my defense, before you put the railing that. on, I said maybe we should do horizontal railing because it will be too much you vertical. did not even remotely come close to going, hey, maybe we should stop. What it was was like you couldn't make up your mind of vertical or horizontal because I remember like, how do you want to do it? You're like, well... I kind of like how this like vertical. I go, cool. That's cool. And then we had a conversation. We, we kept going. I think I think you, in your head, you went cool and it was done. But then I went, but now yeah. I think about it. If you're doing shiplap, wouldn't it be better to do a horizontal railing because there's just too many lines going mm-hmm. vertical? <clears throat> and you're like, oh, yeah. But I think in your head, you had already like made the decision because we kind of already talked about it. And then I, I so said, you didn't hear so, anything I said. So then I said, so which one do you want to do? And you go, I don't care. Oh, that was my mistake. You were, you kind of were like, I don't care. Whatever you think will look good. I think you meant, you kind of said it along that kind of way. You're like, I don't care. Like surprise me kind of thing. And I surprised you. <laughs> surprise. <laughs> and then you were like, kind of still in your head. You're like, is this too many vertical lines? Which to me, I don't think it's a problem because it's just texture, essentially, those mm-hmm. vertical lines. That's the way my brain r- receives it. So I didn't want to run in, like, go through this whole minutia of, like, painting three, masking off so many different things and painting and then masking off and then painting and then just to be done. And you'd be like, do you think that's a little, you know, should we have done this here instead? You know what I mean? I would rather be like, wow, done. it came out exact. We planned it. It's perfect. But that's the thing about building things and planning things is you could in your you could even draw out what you want and what you think will look good. It always looks a little different when it's actually done or built. Can I tell you something? Never have I ever been in the situation where I did it and I was like, that's not how I saw it in my brain. Because I actually do draw it out on paper. I will draw out a sketch. And I'll and I'll and I'll tinker around with the measurements and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The but I'm saying like color. The color's different. Color's different. I'll give you color for sure because right. But then again, this is why you painted on a little bit uh, on a couple of scrap pieces of wood. Mm-hmm. You know, so you saw the colors and you could hold it in the room. I get colors, but I guess what I'm more nervous about is having the colors apply to the appropriate things mm-hmm. versus like I didn't want to do it and then you'd be like ah, I feel like we should also do that well here's the thing you kind of I wasn't expecting to for the bed to have a ton of trim like that I think initially when we had talked about it I asked you to do a trim piece inside the arch and cool. I thought that's the only piece so that's in my head I was like okay I'm going to paint that okay the lighter color and then that will be kind of the and the the top of the stair stairs. Well, I don't think there's. And a- then you added like the trim, so it kind yeah. of I think in my mind, I wasn't sure now what colors to do where because it was kind of like oh I didn't expect this, so now I have to kind of recalibrate. And then you did trim on the 
front of the bed, like the mm-hmm. actual twin yes. bed. Yeah. And it's thicker too. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes a difference. So I, th- whenever you work with plywood or MDF specifically, like in the situation, you have to cover the transition pieces with trim or else it's just, or else it's just two things that are touching mm-hmm. each other and not in a perfect so you have seal. To. You absolutely have to. So that's why there's door trim. And the reason there's door trim is not only for aesthetics, but because when you install a door, there's gaps because mm. it's not always perfect. And then you cover up those gaps with the trim. It's the same for windows and the window casings. It's all just part of the thing because you can't just make them like tight like that. You could initially, but then it all separates with time. Right. So the trim is there to cover up all those things. You can choose, you know, thinner trim Different and stuff kinds. like that. Sure. You know. <clears throat> well, you sprung that on me and I wasn't expecting it and I wasn't ready for it. I'm, this, and I I'm, had to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You I think go I think the colors. So there's the main body color. <laughs> and I think that one is perfect. I love it. Okay. I think whatever the trim is and the darker color, it's not going to make as much of a difference because wherever we put it, I think it will just be a little bit of an accent and it's going to look good. I agree. I completely agree. But that's why I wanted to for you because you wanted such a minimum amount of that trim color that to me, I was like, hey, you might want to reconsider that yeah. because it's you might want just mm-hmm. to have another separation of line. Well, that's why I think you're right. We should do it on the outside and the arch. Because <clears throat> then it creates... Um, it looks like one unit yeah. versus it's part of the wall. Right, right. Right, because the wall has now texture and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So you want it to be like part of the unit. That's where my mind was. And well, so, you, so you agree. You agree yeah. that outside. You the outside, that yeah, because yeah. that is the same size as the trim piece on the arch. So I think it will look really good. And then the door, the, excuse me, the stairs, the little stairs you built, I think the tops of them, what is it called? The Stair tread, treads. Yeah. Tread. Mm-hmm with that same lighter color. And then I wanted the railing to be darker because I think that would be fun too. <laughs> I don't know who's having more fun, you or I. You are having so much fun. I'm having fun. I'm having fun. I'm here. I'm here for it. <laughs> We're having so much fun. I'm going to lose all my hair and plants. Do <laughs> I stress you out? I feel like I had... Uh, I, I don't think... Actually, go ahead. I Well, um, I, was, I was just going to say, I was like, I... When I started Mr. Build It in 2016, I had the most stress because I was working. I, I was basically trying to accomplish two jobs. Right. Uh, by the way, I looked it up. Fun fact, Mar- uh, Kyle and I, we had a conversation about subscribers. And it was funny that that day I looked up my like waveform of like when the subscribers kind of happened. And I started Mr. Build It in 2016. I started YouTube for Mr. Build It uh, January 2017. Okay. Guess how long it took me to get my first hundred subscribers, hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube? Um, first hundred thousand. Well, I remember when you hit a hundred thousand. It was after you had those two videos blow up, right? Yeah, it a was a year. It was three years. Three years. January exactly. So from January so twenty seventeen to 20. January twenty twenty. That's when I hit a hundred thousand subscribers. Yeah. But then after that, it was just. Then after that, it was like I I figured out what works, what mm-hmm. doesn't work. But I was so here's where the stress comes from. For three years, I was working three job or two jobs, mm-hmm. one full time job and one trying to get this thing off the ground. So my stress level was always high. And then as now I've figured out, you know, first of all, I started taking care of myself a lot better. Started eating better, working out more, focusing on sleep, 
cold plunges, steam rooms, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I handle stress a lot better now, and I feel like I'm less stressed now. I'm definitely more tired now because I keep pushing you myself. You just get exhausted. But I feel like that too. I feel like I don't notice. I mean, that's why I keep asking you to do all these hard projects. Because <laughs> I'm like, he's fine. I started meditating because I, of you. Because I was like, I got to figure out how to deal with this. I have to make sure my body I've works. noticed you definitely don't seem as stressed as you used to. I, I would visibly see it on you before. Prime example was... I think the last one was the shower, but that one was bad because you literally had everything go wrong. Oh, you're talking about this steam room shower, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the shower in the old house was more probably, you could see it. This one, I remember you were stressed. And this is what, this summer? Yes. You did the shower? No summer, yeah. Yeah, even between I think that and like this winter, I noticed a big difference So because your stress level, like visibly. Well, and I'm glad. I'm glad you're noticing that. But what's what's... The thing is, is the first three years of the amount of stress, that's probably where I lost the majority of my hair. And now <laughs> that I true. finally have a second <laughs> chance can't. at life without, at, at hair, you're going to make me lose it. Because no, because you're managing your stress so well, you won't lose your hair, babe. I do feel like with this bed project, even though it's a lot and you've had to do a lot with it, you don't seem as stressed as some of the other projects. Like It, no, it, it seems not. like things aren't going wrong. As I didn't see anything go wrong, actually. The well, we have. Is there enough, anything that went wrong? Well, there there's small mistakes that we we have on camera where I, it's wrong measurements, wrong. Well, as uh, long approach. as you know, you made the mistake. The more things you build, the more mistakes you make, and the quicker you get to a point that you start making less mistakes. And I think the and the mistakes maybe are more minor than they used to be. They always become more and more minor. Yeah. The the mistakes now it's like that was the wrong cut. Mm-hmm. Versus the mistakes before were like, I, I did that wrong. Mm-hmm. And when you've built enough things, you go, maybe I should do this next time. Like prime example, the boys' bunk bed that I first built has stairs. It doesn't have storage in it. I built the stairs out of two by fours and then covered them up with stuff over. With two by fours, it's very hard to keep a repetitive, consistent spacing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So the boys' stairs are all wonky. We're like, it will rise 12 inches. And then the next one will rise like 14 inches and the next one will rise 13 and a half. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And with this one, I built, uh, I took a different approach and I was like, let me build them as if I would build a dresser. So it's like a repetitive number. And so therefore that was a smoother approach. Right. But then the smaller mistakes would be like when we came to installing it and we have it on camera, I didn't anticipate the window trim like interfering with me building this perfectly spaced out staircase cabinet into that little nook. So we had to, freaking Kyle and I had to like flip that thing 360 degrees and try to fit it in there. And it's a perfect fit, but those are the, yeah. the mistakes are smaller. The approach has, has gotten better because you've made the mistakes on your previous project. Yeah, you're, you're learning <laughs> from, yeah. from those. Yeah, so it, it wasn't stressful in that regards. And I would say that this project was relatively fast, even though nine days is still nine days, but it was like a day per subject. It was mm-hmm. like one day is framing, and boom, we, we banged it up in one day. Second day was wrapping with MDF. I thought it's going to take two days. I even told Kyle two days. We banged it out in one day. Mm-hmm. Then it was like trim. Trim was a day. You know, it, so it actually progressed 
pretty quickly. Pretty quickly. It seemed like it every day that was like, oh, this. Yeah. I've gone to learn about myself that whatever number of days I think will take me to do something, not not the whole overall thing, but in terms of like, okay, I'm building cabinets. Cabinets, I can bust it out in uh, a day. And then be like, no, no, the mistakes you've made before is that that turns into three days. So give yourself three days. And if it turns into two, fantastic. Yeah. It's like you're underestimating your, yeah, yeah, the yeah, time. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's like a saying. Length some some time. people, and this is more on the broader scale, they, there's a saying that uh, a lot, most people overestimate, uh, most people overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in a month or something like that. Mm. And yeah, and so I mean, like, that makes a lot of sense because you think this is fairly quick, but then you forget to kind of um, inc- uh, incorporate like any mistake that would happen or mm-hmm. just random things. If you have to go to the store to buy an extra thing because you forgot, you know, all the little things mm-hmm. that also take up time. I feel like I'm really bad at that. I'm like, oh, it's going to be like like super quick because... You know, I know kind of how long it would take me, but then something always comes up and it takes longer, whether it's going to the store, right? redoing something. Yeah. 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 So it's, uh, it's, you kind of grow with that. A lot of people are afraid to, to dabble into stuff like that because they're, they're afraid of the mistakes and that becomes a problem. Like I hear a lot of, from guys that are like, oh, I would try that, but I'm just a perfectionist and it would drive me crazy. And it's definitely a lie that we tell ourselves. I think it's something we hide from starting something because we're so afraid of failure. Mm-hmm. But if what people don't understand is like, especially when people ask me, how did I learn these things? Well, first of all, I learned it all through the internet. So I've seen the process. Everything after that, I've seen the science. I Now it's an art form. Now you have to be like, okay, plumbing and, and mm-hmm. electrical. So, But you only learn all that stuff from screwing up. So then you have to, you have to go through it. It's the, it's the biggest life lesson you'll get. And then go into your next one, it's gonna look, it's gonna go faster, it's gonna look better, it's gonna go more efficiently. Right. But you gotta put in that work for Well, it, it sucks. I think, I mean, obviously nobody wants to go through the mess up, so Correct. it's the people who are like, well, I know I'll just learn Correct. from each mistake, but most of us, we don't even wanna go through that hassle of like making a mistake, because we expect maybe a lot out of ourselves, and we're like, well, I want it to be perfect from the first yeah. get-go. Yeah. The it's it's probably the best one. It's like to apply to like a marathon where you go, I you get intimidated, be like, I can't run a full marathon. But you don't start running twenty six miles. Is it twenty six? No, it's twenty six point two. Yeah, twenty six point two. You don't start running twenty six point two miles. You start mile one, mm-hmm. and you do the long enough, and it turns into mile two, and then you do the long enough, and then you start doing this back and like it's actually interesting. I remember when we were training for these half marathons. When you there's there's these plans you can follow like how to train for a mm-hmm. full marathon training yeah and there's a schedule and I think it's like a three month schedule maybe maybe four but it's like you know you do one mile and then the next week you do two miles and three miles and then you do a short run and then you do a, a long run but so you keep staggering all these things but when you're training you never actually get to twenty six point two miles you get to like I think on average running around thirteen fourteen miles. So it's just enough for you to be like you can you have the endurance now to right. make it correct you've trained your muscle enough time, yeah. to be like okay this is just what we're doing one foot forward and so that's the wildest part and so you can't I, you know what i always tell myself this i actually i don't know if i ever mentioned this but like whenever i because i'm always go 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 and high energy i get in my head with 
a little bit of anxiety where I go, there's so much I need to do. Mm-hmm. Or um, maybe I'm intimidated because uh, I, you know, need to deliver on something to a brand kind of thing. And I look at the schedule and stuff. And so I'm going to the store, so I'm already doing something. And I, I got a conference call. I got to hop in, uh, you know, once I get back. And then I got to make sure this, you know, project is done so the video can come out before the deadline that we told to the brand. And then on top of it, this other brand wants me to give them some deliverables for social media to use that I have to create. So I'll get in my head like that as mm-hmm. I'm going, going, go. And then I've learned to do this and I practice this like actually daily. I think yesterday was the last, like, last time I did it is I just walk myself through my brain. And I go, you eat a, an elephant one bite at a time. That's it. Just put one foot An forward. elephant, huh? An elephant. That's the saying. You eat an elephant one bite at a time. Well, they say, like, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? And it legitimately calms me down in the sense that it reminds me that we've been here before. And the scariest thing uh, for you was the scariest thing for you at that time. Meaning, like, your, your, your threshold has been pushed more and mm-hmm. more and more. And you've gotten over it and through it all before. And so this is just another thing. You've been here before, like training for a marathon. Like I'm at 13 miles. I can't do 14. You've been at 13. You could be at 14. And you just do one mile at a time or one bite of this elephant at a time. And as long as I do that, I know the grand picture of things that need to be accomplished. And I just look at the next thing on the list, the next thing on the list. You accomplish it one by one. And then you take a big, big, big breath, exhale, and you go, okay, okay. No, this will be fine. What's the next thing? What's the next thing? So... I think it's easy to see the list or whatever, all the things you have to do in its entirety and feel very overwhelmed and anxious about it. Because I feel that way too. I have a very hard time figuring out. I see everything I have to do and then finding the priorities of like what's first. I almost get like really overwhelmed and then I'm like, now I can't do anything. Like you almost get like stuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, no. I'm just going to not do any of it because I'm too overwhelmed. Because you're looking at the giant elephant. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. like, this thing, what, like, how? How? But then you're like, let me just take care of, like right now, if you got three design projects right away and they're all due, you know, in a month. At the same time, yeah. You're looking, at was like, this is a giant elephant. I can't take this on. I don't know where to start. And then you go, okay, well, let's do one at a time. And then right. let's, and, and then I think, so you know, you get through it. And then with every time that happens, you do learn kind of these certain ways and things that help you. Like for me, that's what it is. I sit down and I have to plan. Well, I have to first send, you know, the mood board, make the mood board for every client first. Like there are certain things you figure out what work for you and obviously with you it's going to be different things but i i i tend to do that i get really overwhelmed and then i just can't start yeah i get stuck yeah I'm like i don't know where to start it's too overwhelming i almost like don't want to think about it yeah out of sight out of mind you know uh in terms of ideas inspiration the only time that really affects my line of work is when the brand's like can you send us some ideas uh and then we could pick from that project which one we're going to put the our, our ad behind and almost always Right away when I hear that, I go, You don't have anything? Well, I go, I'm not doing this project. Like, hey, I'll find somebody else. Like, I'm not, it's not that difficult for me to get branding behind these projects because I've already established myself. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, every time that email comes up or they'll say, send us a script and I don't do scripts. 
this is as raw as it gets. <laughs> this is me. And I'm so ha- like quick to just start that email and be like, sorry, this is not going to work out. But then I pause and I go, okay, just, just see if we can figure this out. And then I have that anxiety, right? Because then I'll, I'll, I'll be like, okay, I'll handle tomorrow the computer. And so that's another thing on my list now. Like, oh, I got to come up with a script or I got to give them these ideas. But as long as I take that breath and I shoot some ideas, they don't have to be great, but some. And then from that, I, I kind of work myself out. Here's one big tool that I swear by that works exceptionally well for me to manage my stress. Number one, obviously, it's, it's, it's always like work out, focus on your health, right? Mm-hmm. But apart from that, the biggest day-to-day tool for me is I got paint on my cell phone case cover. Uh, the biggest tool is the built-in app on uh, the iPhone, the task, the reminders. Right. Oh, the tasks. The reminders. I just use my notepad. So I use my notepad for like video ideas and like like managing ideas. of like scheduling wise where I go, okay, with well, January I have so buddy, you know, mm-hmm. so-and-so video this. I do that. That's my just like my calendar essentially. But my everyday stuff is I have under my reminders, I have a, a list, a, a task that I created called computer work. Computer work is every morning I get my coffee and I spend a couple hours at the computer. That's emails. That's like follow-ups and all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I add stuff to it. And what that does is, and then I have another one called hardware store. That means like if I'm missing something for a project or whatever, or I need to plan, I make a list of the things I need to get. Therefore, when I'm driving the car, my brain doesn't spaz out and I forget masking tape or something like that. So I write everything down and the quantity there. And then I have more stuff like to do today. Like I have ones called pack and that's like when we travel, like I'll use that one. Um, Love it. But here's the thing. The reason it works is because I've learned, and this has been a proven science amongst a lot of entrepreneurs who are very successful, is that uh, your brain is constantly receiving input. And in fact, I'm going through this book called The Science of Storytelling. And he says about that how the brain is stagnant when there's no change. So mm-hmm. if, there's, if there's nothing, if there's a slow thing that's happening, like a slow movie, the brain doesn't like that. The brain likes constant receiving of information. That's mm-hmm. why meditation is so difficult because you have to go, I'm not going to think about anything. It's very hard to do. And yeah. then you're constantly going, oh, I got to do this today. Or, hey, wouldn't that color would be really nice on that? Or, you know, that kind of stuff. So what I've learned that works really best is if you uh, um, take, uh, what's the, the word? Is You got to open up your brain bandwidth. So you have to offload. I guess that's the best word to put it. You have to offload inf- information so it's not just like it, running around your head yes you if you if i offload something i put it onto my like my computer work tomorrow it's something that i know i'm not going to forget because every morning it's i wake there. up i open that app yeah but at the same time it it opened up brand ban- bandwidth in my brain to go just focus on the here and the now on and the for next, something new to come in on the next bite so mm-hmm. I'll do this all the time. Like I'll go through, like I'll get an email and this is already like an ongoing conversation with like a sponsor or something like that. And I'll like, I, you know, I'll be on my, uh, on the computer or I'll be like working or, or after work, I'll see an email from them that they need a response to. I'll never email them right then and there because mm-hmm. my email and time is in the morning. And then if I click unread, it creates an unread for all the conversations that we had. So not the last one. Mm. So I've already had like 12 emails with this company 
and I hit, uh, you know, I, I read it, and if I hit unread, it's gonna make all 12 unread. So it's gonna make my brain go crazy because the bottom icon notifications under email is gonna say you have 12 emails. So what I'll do is I'll go into my computer thing and be like, email so-and-so. That way it's still I, I'm aware of it, your, yeah. it's on my radar, it's, it's my, my brain is my phone, and then I could be present and less chaotic in my brain. And so the more off-putting I create, the more I can manage all the stress. Just love offloading, don't you? I love I love a good <laughs> offload. So I think for you too. I mean, that's such a good tactic to use because you get so many emails a day of like brands and then like following up and having to organize all of this calendar mm -hmm. for the next what three four months yeah. out whatever it is. I can only imagine how stressful that is. It, it, it's it's not. Bad. In fact, I have I, I, I have two agents that, that work with me and, you know, they're always trying to obviously to, you know, grow their own business by handling all of my deals. But they take a, you know, a, a cut. And the reality is the majority of these emails are fairly simple. And sometimes it actually overcomplicates when you have a middle person because now you tell the middle person, the middle person tells them, and then now you have to go back and talk to this middle person. So you're yeah. still talking to somebody, right? Yeah. Um, and I've even had like, you know, like quick, I have like on my notepad, a quick response to people. Like yeah. when they go, we'd like to work with you. Uh, what are your rates, blah, blah, blah. I have a copy paste, just boom, just put their name and, yeah. and I, my next availability is so and so. And so it, it makes it a lot easier. So the emails are not difficult for me. And so many of these, I mean, the agents are the agencies well, that I think it, re represent me there. They're always be like, let yeah. us let us open up more time for you. but. It's an easy thing. I'm drinking my coffee anyways. I can go through this. To me, it's more along all of my energy goes towards what project will work well on YouTube, what is the hook, title, and what is the thumbnail. So you think that's what you stress over the most? Yes. I don't stress over building. If unless you don't you don't feel do you ever like stress over brands or no. having to fill spots in your calendar? Yes. And that happens. I've also done this long enough that I've learned how the sausage is made, how the system works. And the mm -hmm. system works like I know that like every, I know now that for my specific channel, come holidays, November, viewership goes down, November, December. Come January, towards the end of January, viewership goes up. The same way it works that companies are come holidays, uh, majority of them are using up the rest of the budget. So there's no more budget. So therefore you're gonna get less emails from brands. And then just like clockwork, like right now, I'm two End weeks into January. it, two weeks into it. And I have, I'm already booked till April. So I, I, I know now when to stress and when not to you stress. You know like the cycle. Correct. I'm also learning, and this is just a recent learning, is like I do big projects and you can't do too many big projects one after the other because A, you'll burn yourself out and B, you won't be on budget, right? And it takes more time. And so now your videos aren't coming out correct. every so you know, So now weeks. I'm learning to be like, well, what if we do one big project a month that's gonna get a lot of viewers and then a couple of small projects that are not gonna get a lot of viewers, but eventually you do that long enough that your audience will expect both small digestible mm -hmm. content and large digestible content. And over I think time, it's a healthy way to do it. So you're not burnt out. And I you can... have to remind yourself that even though it's a small project that you know is not going to get a lot of views, sometimes they do. And sometimes mm -hmm. they get, 
And when they do, it's way later down the road after they've already cooked for like six months and it's like all of a sudden pops off because mm-hmm. it's relevant at that time. But you've created enough of uh, this like stress-free environment where you go, I just got a big one and I had the small one we could bust out in like three days. And you gives know, you a little bit of a break. It, it'll cultivate both of you. <laughs> it'll cultivate your audience to you know, expect that kind of stuff and digest. And you'll grow a new audience that also will appreciate the smaller digestible stuff. Mm -hmm. So if I'm in the middle of a big video and I'm showing somebody how to replace their toilet, they're not going to scroll through all my videos to find out how to do it. But if I have a video that shows how to replace a toilet, then it's a lot easier to go check that out. Yeah. So it's it's working well. Break it all up. Break it all up. Yeah. Yep. That's great. Yeah. But enough about insider trading. Um, insider trading. Have you heard of the um, that Shauna Ray person? Shauna Ray. Yeah, there's this. It's she's there's there's, there's all talks about Shauna Ray. Is there's a show on uh, TLC? I believe that came out. It's called um, Shauna or something like that. Are you familiar with this, Kyle? No. So I it's heard it's this. this gal who she's 22 years old. I'll show you a picture of her. Um, she's 22 years old. And when she was a baby, she had this rare brain cancer. And when she underwent treatment for it, it caused like not developmental, but like growth uh, effects on Mm. it. So so this is the cover for TLC, Shauna Show. She's right there, the shorter one. She's just like a little. Guess, so she's 22 years old. In this picture. She's 22 years old in that picture. She looks like she's eight. Yeah. Are you familiar with this one? No. I feel like I've seen her before maybe, but this uh, is yeah. a recent show. This is, I believe it's a recent show that TLC just did. And she, because the, the whole chaos is like, what's why people are kind of like excited about it is that she, she can't like buy alcohol. They'll turn her down. Like oh, she can't buy. sucks. And she recently met a, a boyfriend and he has, he's a firefighter uh, and he has uh, dwarfism. And so this is them together right there. Mm-hmm. He, he's, I'm, she looks so, she just looks like a little she kid. She looks like a kid. She's 22 years old and she's got a very childlike voice. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting that from do, like a. Yeah. So the big question is like, what do you, like, how do you live day in and day? Can, how do you convince people that you're really. Are twenty two. I, I mean, I'd have to just carry my ID around everywhere. But that's a, that's an easy fake ID. Their fake ID has been around for forever. That's true. Like, how do you convince people? Especially when your voice. It's one thing if you are look eight. Your voice is and a little it's, bit. Actually, it's yeah. very hard because I I don't know any time in history that that you can recall be like somebody, you know, doesn't look. If somebody doesn't look their age, it's mostly like I'm forty, but you look like you're twenty eight. Yeah, it's the opposite. But if you well, are, I guess, if you physically look from the outside as an eight-year-old and your voice matches the voice of an eight-year-old and you're going around telling people that you're actually 22. Like, can you convince anyone? You can't. And in fact, her... her I think now that she's kind of fame, like more famous, people know her, maybe it's easier for her. But... But to the people... Yeah, you haven't heard about the story. I didn't hear about it. That's such a hard thing to like have to live through. But then... Like her parents know this, right? So they vouch for her. But then how do you... Do you have to have like a person, like a come with you (laughs) everywhere you go? But like the guy that she met, I think his name is uh, Tommy, Thomas, I believe. He's a firefighter. Uh, 
and, and he does it doesn't look like he has a, a very severe case of dwarfism he's he looks like he's five foot tall like he's he maybe higher into four feet tall and uh especially being a firefighter you'd have to because you have to there's a lot of stairs and a lot of gear you have to carry but could you imagine in the with like what, what's your impression of like being in the dating world and you meet a guy and the guy has the, the guy has to have enough trust to believe you. To believe you. Or to even come up and talk to well, you. Well, imagine from the guy's perspective, like how would you feel? So if I'm at the park, I'm single, and uh, I'm going for a walk, and here's this, what looks like an eight-year-old is walking her dog, and she's giving me the googly eyes. And we, you know, and she starts being pleasant and polite, and she's like, oh, maybe we should, hey, we should get coffee sometime. You're like, you're, you're eight. I bet she doesn't and, do and that. And then she goes, and then she'll go like, no, I'm actually 22. You're like, bullshit. <laughs> You're like, okay, girl. I'm not going to jail I'm not getting this. in trouble. <laughs> gonna, you might fool somebody else, not this not guy. Not today, lady. So how do you go from that conversation? Because I, 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 <laughs> I, I'm not going to this place, but I, I can imagine that wouldn't you have to be like a questionable person of character to be like, I'll take a chance? Yeah, I guess if you say so. Because once you meet the parents... <laughs> Once you meet the parents, they could be like, "Yeah, no, yeah, she's really twenty-two. She is, yeah. Hey, she's had this but condition." Like initially, meeting people was probably very hard. If, if you have like a smart kid, like a Macaulay Culkin, who he could he could bamboozle you into be like, "No, I'm actually." <laughs> but you're like, I with this situation, I don't know as the receiving person, the male. So the follow-up question I have is: Would that male have to have questionable morals <laughs> to trust that? I'm not saying there's anything wrong that he's dating a girl that looks like like she's eight. That's actually 22. Because on paper, it's all out. It's all legal and consensual and, and fine. Mm -hmm. But that first initial connection, what guy goes, I believe you. <laughs> Is that a questionable guy you. of morale? I, I think it depends. Is that a guy on that... On the situation. Is that a guy that is likes the idea of eight-year-olds? <laughs> And then he trusts her and really learns. Listen, this about is a very like unique situation, so it's hard to say. Oh, I'm trying to hear what you th what are your thoughts. I don't on? know. I can only imagine how hard it was for her, like, to even be of dating anybody. Course. Of I course. I think it's probably like just these unique maybe situations where a friend was like, "Hey, I know a guy that you would." actually like really get along with. You know, maybe it was like word of mouth. I can't even imagine trying to be on a dating site. Like, you know, and having, yeah, so, okay. people just like try to call you out. <laughs> so, okay, let's, be, let's put the, the, the hat off, of, let's say, uh, put the hat on of being her, her parents, okay? Mm -hmm. So let's say our daughter is, has this rare condition, right? And she goes and says, mom, dad, I want you to meet a guy who's very lovely. You know, he, he, he has his own physical differences who helps me connect with him and, the the height difference all stuff is actually not as significant and you go cool we'd love to meet him is there any question in your thought you go what made you take a, a leap of faith on this one that this one works out or what made you catch her eye yeah i feel like i would have some i don't know you always ha kind of have wonder and maybe have some reservations I would I would ask the question, be like, oh, what 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 attracted you to to my daughter? Yeah. And like, well, you know, she she has a great personality, but when you first met her, you had no idea about her personality. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> you had, you had, do you, you see where I'm going with this? Yeah. Do you see where I'm going with this? It's because it's by looks usually. Like it's one thing if somebody's, let's say, is uh, a heavy person or maybe uh, an unattractive person and they meet somebody who's attractive and fit, you can go like, I, I'm not shallow and I'll take a risk to get to know their personalities. That's something you learn later. But in a situation here where you go, hey, this might be bad for me. What made you catch that? Yeah. I don't know. That's, ooh, I don't even want to get into that. You're not giving me anything to work with. Because I, I don't, that's a, such a unique situation. I don't know what I would do. Or like if my daughter, yeah, was dating somebody, like what you would think of the guy. It's very interesting. <laughs> you're playing such a safe card right now. I it's know, very interesting. Wanna... <laughs> That's all you're saying. I will say this. I hope, and I don't know the, the, the story how they met, but I hope that it was maybe a situation where somebody was like, hey, let me connect you with so-and-so. I would think it would have to be, or something similar to that, you know? Because mm -hmm. I'm sure she doesn't trust, like I wouldn't trust people. You would you would trust people like her? Do you think that she probably doesn't trust a lot of people because it's well? Why wouldn't she trust them? Well, because people don't believe her when she says, "I'm this." Well, that's not necessarily whether or not she's trusting them. It's whether or not they are trusting her. Well, I'm saying like intentions also of people, like like you were saying, guys like if dating. She's, if she's yeah. like, "Wait, why is yeah. he into me? Yeah. If I look is like I'm weird? eight, if I'm eight. Is that your type eight and you're just lucky that <laughs> I'm legal? Is your type eight years old? <laughs> yeah, and just lucky that I'm legal. I'm 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 curious about this Thomas feller. I really am. Thomas. I think Is that's that his, his name, name, Thomas. Well, I have an interesting story. Okay. That I was going to share today. You really want to get out of this Sean Ray thing? <laughs> okay. I don't want to say the wrong All thing. Right. All right. This is the title. This is the headline. Okay. Woman. Woman found alive and gasping for air in a body bag at Iowa funeral home. Okay, can I tell you this? Probably my biggest. Did you read it? I did not read this. I didn't, didn't hear about this. Uh, I have a fear of. I, in, in my previous life, I worked in a in a in the hospital, so I was around people that were passed away. So and rigor mortis kicked in and stuff like that, and I'd have to like take our medical equipment off of them. Mm -hmm. And I always have this fear. And even when you go to funerals right gonna, now, somebody's going to go. <gasps> yeah, you're just waiting for them. <sighs> so uh, the, it was a 66-year-old woman, and she was um, at a special care center for, I think, Alzheimer's. Like a senior citizen's yeah. kind of thing. Um, like end-stage, what is it? End-stage diseases, yeah. yeah. Um, so apparently they were giving her, like, morphine and just, like, because she was passing away things to like help just with the pain yeah 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 like end, anyway, of, li end of life care yes so she passed away there was two different i think it was probably a cna that came in and you know saw that she wasn't breathing they said they checked her like chest she wasn't breathing they couldn't find a pulse then a nurse came in and did the same thing said they didn't see her chest moving tried to check her pulse couldn't find anything so she was pronounced dead. She was taken from there to a funeral home in a body bag. 40 minutes she spent in there. Can you imagine the funeral home workers? They open this bag and they see her chest moving and she gasps for air. That is what nightmares are made out of. If I, 
Whew, I think I don't know what I would do. Probably I, have a heart attack. Uh, uh, listen, you're gonna have nightmares. Everybody, you would a hundred percent. You're gonna because that's probably what. I mean, if if I was working at a funeral home, I think I would think about that all the time. Is like, is this person really dead? I don't think they're thinking that. I, in fact, I follow this weird TikTok where it's a, a guy who owns, he's a funeral home director. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting because he shows like the inside parts of the funeral home and like this is how we transport the loved ones and this is how we cremate them and here's how, how we do this and this other thing and here's how rigor mortis. And so it's really interesting to see how, how it's done. But I think those people are always like, if people like me and you would be like, oh, I, I, I'm afraid if they're going to. Because we don't. But do they're going to be day. like, no, yeah. they're, they're dead. Yeah. And it's, they could tell. Yes. I think with her, they had just opened the bag, I think, and she like was gasping. So but I, the sad part is I was reading the story and so she was gasping for air. She was alive. They called 911, took her to the hospital. She ended up passing away like two days later. Oh, that's that's a torturous death. When you go yeah. So it's in like and out. really sad that she was. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. I'm, I'm curious of what had happened. Because that's what we do. We check their pulse. I'm trying to remember if we do anything. <coughs> How is a person who two different people checked, unless these people weren't checking it the right way or something, or they weren't doing a good job, two people checked her pulse and then her chest wasn't moving. Like how she had to have had a pulse if she for 40 minutes was taken from the. So I wonder if the pulse was just very, very so faint. Because I remember working with, and depending on what their body type is, but I remember like very difficult some people have a very difficult way of finding a pulse mm. you know like you check their carotids you check their their uh the the, the wrist forget it the i can never find the pulse on my wrist i always find it remember when i was doing you used ABGs? To, yeah. yeah i used to um so i that's what i i'm trying to recall if we did anything else like i Extra. only my only theory was that they maybe probably her, just kind of did her, a quick her pulse was so weak and she probably had a do not resuscitate, so they're not trying to do anything. Yeah. If it's a, 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 a an assisted living place already, that there's there's you know a limited amount of nurses, a lot of CNAs, um, and when somebody's kind of approaching end of life, you're kind of you're not as aggressive to be like no no let's get to the bottom. It's more of like nothing here, nothing there. Okay. Yeah. And they probably see that she passed away. If it's a end stage life like correct care center, they probably see that so often that it's kind of like these you go through these like motions. So. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if when they're given like morphine and all that stuff, it sedated her oh, even more, just lowered the pulse and all that stuff. And then maybe she had a very faint, faint, faint pulse. And then once the morphine wore off, she's already at the funeral home. That's when that, that, that kind of popped oh off. Oh my gosh. I hope she wasn't like conscious when she was like, gasping. Because <sighs> could you imagine just like being in this body bag yeah listen i'm glad you're finishing this on a light <laughs> note that's just crazy we're gonna like, have a segment called the heavy segment like a, on here well this is like a crazy movie yeah i thought that was a, i see. thought you were gonna say this is a palate cleanser it's a palate cleanser i just saw this story and i was like ooh, this is she's 66 though she's she wasn't she's not old yeah no wow well and listen. the facility was fined ten thousand dollars Oh, they're saying it was a fail to ensure that they received the treatment at the end of the life. Like basically, so is that a, checked better? So that's a fine by like their health organization that like yeah keeps them uh, kind of their 
level of OSHA kind of thing. Right, right. That's not necessarily the family member said, like, you suing kind of thing. Cause it doesn't that, seem so. like it. And this just happened the beginning of this month, so maybe they will Where sue? Where did this happen? Oh, Iowa. Iowa. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, our condolences to the, the family. The that's family. not a, that's a terrible way to pass. Right. But. Uh, Crazy. Oh, man. Well, listen, thanks for keeping this nice and light. <laughs> All right, folks, thanks for listening. Hope you watch it on YouTube. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye.